This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, bro? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today I am joined by a returning guest who I always love talking shit with. You know her as Bravo Historian. You've listened to her podcasts. You follow her on Instagram. Please welcome Samantha Bush. Hi. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm good. I love your new like background. Yeah, thanks. I'm I'm in the stew today, as yeah. Lala and James would say. I just love to be in the stew. In the stew. Um, making magic. <laughs> Mm-hmm, making beats. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> I really, when I, I saw James Kennedy when I was in LA a couple weeks ago, like walking through a parking lot, and I just wanted to like follow him and see if he was going to the stew. Oh, he probably was. Eh, I don't know if Maybe he really not. spends much time in the stew these days. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's up to. He's crazy. Whenever I see him post about his like DJ gigs, sometimes I'm like, oh, that's still happening. I forget that he is like allegedly an active DJ. Yeah. And then his new girlfriend. It's just really wild how hot and yeah. heavy they are right now. I know. He's like very splashy with her on the I know. Gram. I'm like, I don't know how you go from being with the love of your life to like being obsessed with it. It feels phony baloney. Did you see that Stasi revealed in her new book, which I mean, I don't know if this is like actually fresh tea, but that she said like officially before the pandemic, there was like a Vanderpump Rules OG spinoff in the works. Yeah, I did see that. We all like knew that kind of, right? Like that doesn't feel, maybe nobody ever like confirmed it, but it's like, this is not information that is in any way like breaking my brain. It's not hot tea. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not like, ooh, like how exciting. I was like, yeah, okay, moving on. I can't do the Stassi anymore. Like I don't even, I'm I'm not even like mad at her. I don't even hate her. It's just like, I, I don't care. No, she dresses her daughter like the colonial woman on the wing of a plane in Bridesmaids. Like, it's so weird. Hartford I don't, at her second birthday is going to be like churning butter. Yeah, that's going to be it's. She's going to like do Bridgerton theme, but like really go for it and do like churning of the butter. And like, uh, yeah, I can't do the Stasi thing anymore. I do periodically. And I will say I don't follow her, but I do check in with her. Like, I'm just like, I wonder what she's doing. Mm-hmm. I will be honest about that. Um but like the second book, I mean, I feel like she just had a contract to fulfill. Like, I feel like I I don't know who would give her like a legit book deal after everything that happened. Well, I also feel like she probably hasn't had much of a check to cash in the last couple of years. So mm. like, I don't know. Did you what see the... Jax selling his old Jax vintage his crew old sneakers and crewnecks? Um, I like that he has the comments turned off on that Instagram page. So you can't see like... He's like, DM me if you have any questions. And it's like, babe, that's like what comments are for. Right. But we're not doing that because he, you know he would get roasted. I also have seen Britney's Jenny Craig commercial, which honestly to me, I'm like good for her. That's a legit yeah. brand deal. And like, I believe she wants to lose weight post baby. And so that seems like a no brainer. People are like dragging her for it. I'm like, honestly, that's like the are most they? legit. I've seen people be like, LOL, Britney's so desperate. And it's like, you would do it too for a check. Are you kidding? I would wear a diaper for a check. I don't give a fuck. It's better than selling like her old sneakers that smell like the inside of a subway. Like, yeah, out of all of the like, Vanderpumpers, I feel like that the Jenny Craig commercial is like the least cringe thing I've seen any of them do. I saw your Instagram post and it made me laugh about the baby parties, their birthday party. Oh, all the cakes. Yeah. All the cakes. I really loved that. I was like, Cause it really like, it's so funny to me to see their, cause their kids are like all the same age. So to see how the mom's personalities are like bleeding into how they are with their kids. It's so, it's so funny to me. Like to see how Stassi dresses her daughter. And then you see Summer Moon who's like 
a Coachella Such themed a birthday party, basically. <laughs> yes. It's just like, oh my God, of course. I know. I I have I do feel like I have like deeply mixed feelings about whether I want to continue keeping up with that crew. Like in in a way, I definitely don't, but also then I'll be like, oh, but Sheena, like she too. <laughs> I have such a love-hate relationship with them. Like I would like to continue watching them and their lives like unfold, especially now because now I feel like they have like the most legit drama that they've had in like years mm. um, going on in their lives. So I would like to see that, but it has to be a different show. Like it cannot be Vanderpump Rules. I cannot fucking pretend to care about Charlie. I cannot pretend to care about Raquel. Like I, I just don't. Yeah. I got to move on. Yeah, and I when um when Tom and Katie announced their breakup, which is like a few weeks ago now, people are like, oh, they better be filming, and it's like, babe, they're not. They're just no. not. It's so <laughs> crazy. Like, because we would have heard by now if it was getting picked up again. The cast has even been like, we don't know. Like. So basically, I don't know what's going to happen. Right. Like, I think people, people don't, people don't think about the fact that it's like, whenever these shows are actively filming, we pretty much always are aware in some sense. Like, maybe we yeah. don't know the exact day that cameras have gone up, but like, if, if Southern Charm, if the whole cast has been hanging out for two months filming out and about in Charleston, that doesn't just go unnoticed. Like, the, you and I and a million other people we spend our entire lives online watching stuff like this <laughs> unfold. So it's like, Again, I basically what, know where the real, where doing? the Potomac ladies went to happy hour yesterday. Like you're going to know. So like with something like Vanderpump, it's like the second that show goes into production again, if it does, like that's not going to go just unnoticed. Well, and also like this is the round, the time of year that they would start filming. Like they really start filming in May to like August, I feel like. Yeah. So it's just weird. Um, like you said, we this is this is what we do. This is our job <laughs> to follow the lives of these people. And I mean, I love it. I'm not complaining, but like we're really tapped in. So like if they were filming, we would know. Yeah. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honeylove. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Speaking of shows that definitely are coming back, Atlanta is coming this weekend. I've watched oh, the ready. premiere. I know you haven't w gotten to watch it yet, but the taglines just dropped right before we started recording. <laughs> yes, literally right before. Do you have a favorite tagline, Sam? I really like charades. I love charades. I love charades. Spring, summer, or September, I'm the one you always remember. Like, yeah, yeah. Come on. Welcome back. It's so good. <laughs> and then I love Marlo's because, number one, it's her first tagline. And number two, I, I just think it's good. I just like it. I think it's good. Yeah. I think Marlo is poised to have such a great season. Um, She's you almost know, she th center peach. 
she throws the she throws the big all cast event in the premiere, which is exciting. A big deal. That's a big deal. In, in her um in her like first confessional of the season. Um, she starts to like introduce herself. She's like, I'm Marlo Patrice Hampton. I'm from St. Petersburg, Clearwater, Florida. And the producer stops her and is like, Marlo, they know who you are. Yeah, like you've literally been on the show since <laughs> season five. Like we're fully aware. We know about your life. Like we're very tapped into what's going on with Marlo Patrice Hampton. And I just fucking love her. And then when they did that montage of like all of her like really iconic reads, I was like, God fucking bless her. I love her. I think she's like one of the most stunning people on television. I just, I can't get enough of her. Yeah. I love, yeah, I, I've always been a Marlo fan and I'm excited to see her really be able to like take up space this season aside from just when she's arguing with somebody because like seeing her with her nephews and stuff, which we <sighs> see a bunch in the, even just in the premiere, it's like, it's so nice. And I love, I love yeah, seeing I love her it. as like a three dimensional person versus just like a messy a person pick. on, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm very excited for Atlanta. But when one door opens, another closes. And we've now said goodbye to Real Housewives of Orange County for season 16. Oof. And we got to talk about this reunion. Because yeah, of course. Dylan, what I need to know like what you thought of the season just as a whole really quick. Like I'm very curious because yeah. I respect your opinion. Yeah. Look, I think this season was just fine. I think it's like. I think some people were really, really negative about this season. And I think that is a little bit blown out of proportion. But then I also, I saw some people being like this, like, I love this. It's such a total 180, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think the truth is, it's like, it was like a medium season. And I don't think it was, it was certainly an improvement over season 15. And I think that first and foremost congratulations to everyone involved because you took a sinking ship and, you know, started to bail out the water and patch up the holes. And I think that's not an easy thing to do, but like, Mm -hmm. I think this season was just missing kind of compelling conflicts and storylines. And I think in the reunion we saw on part two, this Noella versus everyone thing. And I think we need to salute Noella for mm-hmm. how much she was willing to kind of get into it with everyone this season. But I think also watching this reunion, it's like, oh yeah, like not that much like happened. And I think that's kind of what we need to work on moving forward is like, a mix, not just like you can have compelling personalities and that's great, but you also need to have like some substance going on. I totally agree with everything you're saying. Um, I was so relieved when they said it was only going to be two parts. Now, I think it could have been one, but, you know, I was really relieved that they didn't like stretch this out to like a three parter. I would have killed myself quite, to be quite frankly with you. Um <laughs> Because as much as I like enjoyed it, but like you said, like it was, it was down bad for like a few seasons. And then, so that's hard to just like come back and like revamp. Like it, we're slowly going to get there. And I think that that's really good. Um, Heather, Heather, (laughs) Heather, 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 she's insufferable. Um, I, never want her off my screen, but I think she gets in her own way sometimes, like where she makes it so impossible for anyone to have any dialogue with her that it's like, can you like stop talking to people like that? (laughs) Like, it's so fucking rude. The way she talked to Andy, I was like, and I'm supposed to believe that you wouldn't shove people into walls. Slamming people into walls in my house. I, Exactly like that. Like the way that she talks. I'm like, you are your mother and you're so scary. I do. I really appreciate the way you just laid that out. That it's like, you're not necessarily team Heather in the sense of like being a fan of her, but that you appreciate her being on the show and don't want her to be fired just because she's not your fave. Right. I think that is like missing sometimes. People are like, fans could like take, you know, take a, you know, page out of my book um is that the saying yeah page out of my book um but i went into the season like really not so sure it. about shannon yeah put a pin in it like what am i even saying i really went into the season like really not sure about shannon 
I was like, oh, fucking Shannon. Like, are we going to have to? I came out like her biggest fan, her warrior. I will go into battle for that woman. Wow. Shannon, Shannon needs that. <laughs> I Shannon know. needs that. And I think Shannon, for me, I feel a little bit similar maybe to how you feel about Heather, that Shannon kind of drives me up a wall. I sort of think she is really obnoxious, but at the same time, I would never, not never, but like at this point, I'm not like angling for her not to be on the show because I think what she has that this show really needs is actual genuine connections to the other women. She has history that we know about and care about. And she has, she's one of those people that is like, easy to root for, but also kind of easy to make fun of. And I think that is like, that's a perfect thing because depending on the situation, depending on who she's arguing with, depending on who's being mean to her, you can really go back and forth on like, oh, I feel bad for her, but also she sucks, but also she might be right, but also she might be wrong. Like, I think that's the kind of personality and that's the reason she has been on this show for so long is that like, you can really go through a journey with Shannon. And I think there are some people, like with Dr. Jen this season, I think with her, it's not even necessarily that I hate her or think she's like the worst housewife ever. Or, you know, like I think people are being a little bit maybe overly mean to her. I totally agree. I I enjoyed her. I wish I got like, I wish that there was a little more. Like, I wanted to constantly, like, pull more out of her. Right. Because when I did see the, like, drama with her husband and stuff, I, like, wanted more of it. Yeah. And so I think for me, like, that's the thing with, like, somebody like Shannon. It's like there's a whole journey happening. Whereas, like, with Dr. Jen this season, I wanted that more from her. And mm-hmm. I felt like I was – it was – it wasn't giving me a lot to sort of dig into and unpack. And I think – the difference between Dr. Jen and Noella this season is that Noella, while I think a lot of the season she was pretty annoying or, you know, didn't seem to be necessarily bonding that well with the women in the group, I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. And that is what makes me feel like if she comes back next season, it's like, yeah, let's dig into some more of those layers. I feel like Noella could take me on a journey. Oh, Noelle is going to take you on a fucking trip. Like, it's going to be like a psychedelic trip. Bronwyn's mom's going to give you some drugs to, to, to take. Like, I, with Noella, I am so obsessed with her. And not in a way where I'm like, how I feel about like Dorinda. Like, where I just genuinely like, think she's amazing television, like great. Or how I am with like Dolores. So I just think it's like everyone, I want her to be my mom. I'm fascinated by Noella because like, I never know what's true. I never know what's false. I can't stop looking at her. I think she's so like glossy and like beautiful. And I just like love how much she drives these women fucking crazy. Like when she said that she met her ex-husband on seeking arrangements, the look of shock on everyone's faces. I was like, are you guys serious? Like in this economy, like I will go on seeking arrangements. I, I respect that. I'm like, like, who cares? Honestly, I have thought about it before and then it just seems like a lot of work. And so I don't follow through. But like, there is no part of me that thinks that's like shameful or weird. It's just, honestly, I'm jealous. Uh, The the confidence that you have to have to like go on seeking arrangements and be like, I'm a hottie and I'm going to get this man's money, (laughs) like is icon. And she did. And I'm like, I respect it. Now, does her boyfriend Bobby look like the guy from Sons Charlie of Anarchy. <laughs> I was like, has she seen Charlie Hunnam? The way the editors putting the side-by-side photos of them together, just, wow, wow, wow. It got wow. me good. I, uh, yeah, no, I, I actually think this reunion was, if I had to like grade the season and then grade the reunion, I think the reunion was better than the season as a whole, just because I, I really liked that. I love a two part reunion. Like you were saying, I'm very glad that they kept it to two. And I felt like this, everybody with the exception of maybe Dr. Jen, it's like everybody on the reunion, I felt like had stuff to talk about. And I, I thought that the Noella versus everyone segment was very interesting. I liked seeing 
Heather and Shannon really get into it again. I think Gina and Emily had some good stuff to unpack. I liked Emily's kind of like legal perspective on part one. Like, I thought this was overall, it wasn't like an all-time best reunion for sure, but I thought it was like a pretty strong reunion for a season that was like just fine. I agree with you. I do. Because I I didn't hate the season, but I wasn't dying over it. It wasn't like you know, oh my God, they're giving us everything. But, and I liked the reunion because I feel like they all, like you said, had something going on. And I thought that, I thought that that was interesting. And they all had stuff going on with like one another. Like they each had a thing with someone, like someone had a problem with someone. I like that. What are your feelings? I've seen more and more in the last few weeks, more and more mixed reactions to Gina. I felt like earlier in the season, Gina was like very kind of on top of the pyramid people were really loving her and I I don't think necessarily like everyone has turned on her at all but I think some people have sort of gotten tired of her and I'm curious where you are leaving this season (laughs) I'm tired I'm tired Yeah. yeah I was never like a big Gina fan like I I think for a while, like, I didn't really get her. I was like this feel. I just never was, like, invested. But she also came around in, like, a weird time where I was not really into Orange County because of, like, the Bronwyn stuff and the Kelly Dodd stuff and the COVID stuff. Like, I just was, like, not very into it. And I was so excited to see her this season because she looks amazing. I could tell she's in a better place. Like, I was excited for her. And then she just got real arrogant and just – Her thing with Shannon just really bothers me because I don't get it. It feels... And then Emily saying that Shannon is jealous of Gina and Heather. I'm like, no, Emily, I think you're jealous of Gina and Heather because Heather's stealing your bestie. And I just... I can't... I just... She's also annoying. And the way that she throws in her accent is very Britney from Vanderpump Rules, like, where she really amps it up, like occasionally to like I don't know to get sympathy or whatever and I just I don't like it she looked great she does look great I think Gina is one of those people who it's more flattering for her when she is in a little bit of an underdog position and I think this season she started out really strong and then I really I do think she I don't I don't want to say Shannon was like 100% right about her ego being out of control, but I do think you could tell as the season went on that she felt really secure in her place in the group, especially with Heather. Mm-hmm. I think she really was feeling herself, which there's nothing wrong with, but I think the way that that translated to her interactions with the group and especially with Shannon it just, it makes her a little bit less likable. And I think maybe that's normal. Maybe that's normal that like, as a viewer, when you're kind of feeling like you're the number one girl in the group, I'm going to be a little bit less like sympathetic or less kind of giving you the benefit of the doubt. But I think that if, if we're going into next season, I think maybe it would be a good idea for her to kind of watch it back take some notes, listen to a little bit to what people are saying. And not necess- I don't think she needs to like put a pin in her head and deflate her ego, but <laughs> just like, just keep that in mind a little bit that it's like, it's not actually the best look for me when I'm saying that Shannon has no friends. Yeah. And just the constant, like the weird thing in the cave. <sighs> like I just didn't, I was like, I don't know what the fuck she's doing and the whole exorcism. I just, I don't like when housewives do, no weird like the shticks. tommy knockers i was like the tommy I don't care knockers. About this. like shut the fuck up i was like i'm gonna go do laundry while you like release the demons um i was way more into like noella wailing by the creek with her screaming leather phone strap around her neck i dylan i'm obsessed with her leather phone strap i'm obsessed it's so long when she was in bed and like whipped <clears throat> it i was like yes. what is that it was and so then long. i realized it was attached to her phone and i was like do I want one of those? It was like so crazy. She had it in the hot tub too. I'm like, what's going on? I just couldn't make heads or tails of what was it. I'm like, how is it attached to it? Like, it was so funny. I love like little stuff like that. That just like gets me, 
just I know. makes me laugh. You were texting me yesterday. Speaking of little stuff like that, you were texting me about Louis' jacket on the season finale of New Jersey. And I had to go back because I, I knew what you were talking about, but I was like, let me just go back and soak it in. So it's this like, he comes to the last dinner on the last night wearing this black jacket. Uh, so, he, okay, he's wearing a white V-neck t-shirt, like a very basic could be a Hanes t-shirt for all we know. Mm-hmm. His dog tag necklace that has a heart on it, a big heart on it, which is to each their own in the jewelry department. And then he's wearing this black blazer. And on the back, it has like a spine up the middle of like sparkles. Sparkles. Glitter. Glitter. Beads, gems, I don't know what it is, but it's like. Crystals. It looks like something that that like a man who doesn't like to dress that exciting would wear to the Met Gala. Yes. It's awful. Like <laughs> when he turned his back, I was like, whoa, what is this? Like I was so excited because like you said, there's a lot going on. There was a lot of jacket stuff this whole week in Bravo. Cause we got Carl's weird, you know, jacket that looked like was spray painted at the pier in Florida, like Fort Lauderdale. Like I was confused um, and then we got this jacket and I was like, what the fuck is he wearing? Like, and you know, Teresa thinks looks so hot. Like she, she just thinks like for him. She probably, she probably did. And really quick, this wasn't this, this wasn't this episode, but I did have to laugh at the editors when they were doing a tour of the house. They just like zoomed in on the Buddha in like the bedroom. I was like, oh my God, where are we? Like, what is, is it Dorit's Buddha lounge? Like, what is going on? Of course, there has to be a giant, ugly Buddha in the new Judice household. Oh, my God. Watching the Jersey finale, I just felt like, I was talking about this on my episode yesterday I had with Jordana from Betches, and, like, about how it just didn't feel like there was any sense of closure like we would normally get on a Housewives finale, and the way they ended it so abruptly, still on the trip... <laughs> It really was like, I felt just very like unsettled. I was like, they're like cutting to watch what happens live. And I'm like, what? Uh, They never, I don't think that I've ever seen a season end where they're not like in their home base. I was like, wait, we're still in. I I thought it for a minute. I was like, wait, did I miss when they came home? I was so confused. And then I was like, oh, no, no, no. They're still in Nashville. Okay, cool. And there was no closure and I don't love that. I did like seeing Jennifer end the episode like with the rest of the girls and not like with Teresa and just them. That made me feel good, but Jennifer's back the on fact, her bullshit. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, I think Jennifer is in a really tough spot, but at the same time, I, I think she is kind of, I feel like now would be the time to sort of jump ship from Team Teresa a little bit if there was ever a time. Because, I mean, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, like, speak out of turn. But it's like, I don't know if Teresa is, like, the forever rock of this show the way that she has been in the past. And, like, you know, I feel like for somebody like Jennifer, I feel like she has limitless potential still on the show. And like, if you, if you really like tie yourself too closely to a sinking ship, like that could get, be dicey for you. Like Mm -hmm. somebody like, somebody like Jennifer, somebody like Margaret or Jackie are going to be less inclined to sort of welcome you on in back into the group. If you've Mm -hmm. like, gone so far the other direction defending Teresa. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of, you know, tough spots to be in, let's, I mean, us, we're fighting for our fucking lives, Dylan, on the internet every, (laughs) every week. You and I are like, because it's like, I think you and I have a good understanding of like, we see the gray area. Like we're not like so anti-Teresa, but we're also not like the, the stands. Yeah. And because they're terrifying, the arm, the Teresa army, they're not tree huggers. They're, it's an army. It's a full, it's a fleet. Yeah. Tree huggers implies they're like friendly. No, they're the scariest people on the planet. Like truly. And, um, this, I I, like, because if you go back to like one of the very first episodes of the season, Jennifer said to, I think Melissa, I don't fully remember, but she was like, 
I wish I had like what you guys have with each other. Like I wish Teresa had that with me. Like I just, you know, because Teresa's not going to be loyal to Jennifer. So Jennifer's going to be doing all this work, backing her up. And Teresa's like literally going to throw her under the bus whenever she can. She does not care about Jennifer. And I think especially it, w- it would be one thing in a past season to say that, oh, Ter- Teresa might not be that loyal to Jennifer. But I feel like Teresa now more than ever, she's being extremely clear that her one and only priority is protecting the love bubble. And so it's like, I feel like in the past, she at least would act like she was going to be there for Jennifer if she needed her. She's like, yeah, 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 I'll support you. I support. Um, She claims that she's been very supportive of other women when that she's trying to get them to wear her leggings. Um, TBD on if that's real. Um, But like now, I feel like she has fully just jumped ship on pretending that anybody in this group is actually her priority because she will not let anything get in the way of her and Louis's happiness, which I, I respect and I understand, but I also think is a tough, it's a tough look. It is. And here's the thing. We all want the best for Teresa. We all acknowledge that Teresa is literally the strongest woman on the planet. We understand that she went through hell and she was married to a literal human garbage can. Uh, like, And then her parents died. Like, We feel for her. That's why I think we're so cautious about him. And if I had a friend – now, Dylan, you tell me if you would feel the same way. If I had a friend constantly talking about a love bubble, I would I would call her parents – and be like, we have to talk about this. She keeps talking about the love bubble. She sounds fucking crazy. I would be so concerned. It's like when someone, it's like when one of your friends keeps telling you how happy they are. You're like, are you? Yeah. Because you sound fucking crazy. I feel like it's the kind of thing where earlier in the season, when she had maybe thrown out the term love bubble once or twice. Right. It was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're in your, it's like, it's, I feel like it's, an equivalent term to like honeymoon phase at that point that it's like, totally we're very happy. We're in our honeymoon phase. We're trying to just like enjoy getting to know each other, whatever that to me is like normal. Fine. Every couple in theory kind of goes through that where it's like, yeah, like you're really, you're really like loved up right now. As like the daily mail would say, they would be loved like, they would be like Rita Ora and Taika Waititi are loved up. But like, but then you get to a point, And I feel like as the season has gone on, it's like the love bubble to Teresa is like a very specific thing that she is Mm -hmm. very purposefully constructing and defending and protecting. It's not just like the idea that she and Louis are very happy. It's like the idea that she and Louis are happy and that's the way it's going to be and nothing could... Nothing in the world could possibly be more important than that. So if any, if she, anything she senses as a threat to that is going to be like immediately annihilated and removed from her life. And I think that's what where what you're saying comes in, where it's like, I under obviously you don't want people to be talking shit about your relationship. That's normal. Yeah. But like she is so laser focused on that to the point where it's like, it makes it makes me worry because even if things are really good right now, which I'm willing to sort of take at face value, mm-hmm. it makes me think that if something comes up and is not really good in the future, yeah. that she is going to have the blinders on so much that she wouldn't be willing or capable of recognizing that or doing anything about it. And that is what scares me because it's like, then, you, you know, look what happened last time. Like, you went you went to prison and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I want her to be happy in a way that's, like, real and positive and good mm-hmm. versus, like, no, no I I'm, want her I, to not I'm be happy dumb. and you better not say I'm not because then, you know, you're going to get canceled out of my life. Like, I just want it to be, I want it to be, like, an actual positive relationship. And mm-hmm. I don't think, like defending the love bubble at all costs is like, it doesn't seem. No, I just want her to be smart. Like, I just want her to like learn from what she went through. And I think it's okay to question things. I don't think it's like the end of the world. Like, and I feel bad for little Joey Gorga because like he cannot fucking win. Like he wants the best for his sister. He wants her to be happy, but he also is like, 
dude, you got a lot of like weird things going on in the internet about you, about like abuse and stuff like that. Like that concerns me and that you would be dumb to not be concerned by that. So mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's like, I, I want her to be happy, but like you said, I want it to be real and I want her to be smart. And when she said, I watch what happens live that they wouldn't get a prenup and then stupid fucking Gia was like, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't think that they should get one. It's like, aren't you going to law school? Like, what are you fucking talking about? Also, did you not see what your mother went through with your dad? And like you said about, you know, how she's like protecting it so much that it's, it's like, what else is really going on? Because she did that with Juicy Joe, where like, he never cheated on her. He was the best husband. He was the best this. He was the best. And it's like, we then find out that that's not true at all. Yeah. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. What are your thoughts about Shannon and John Jansen? Because that's another relationship where I I feel like, okay, that's another relationship where I feel like in a less concrete way than with, like with Louie, there are specific accusations, stories, whatever out there. With John, I feel like it's always been a little bit more of like a thing of just like vaguely like, is he such a good guy? And I don't know. I feel like we're really being told to believe it at this point. I'm not even, I don't even think Shannon is selling it like that well. Like there's something about their relationship that is so weird to me. And I just don't see him as her forever person. I just don't, and I don't know what it is because, again, we don't know much about him. Like, I, I mean, I know that his dad didn't talk to him. That's that's it. Um, but just like the way her daughters kind of said, like, oh, and then you'll be alone. Like, they didn't even consider him to be like a part of her life. Is weird. It, it's something is off. That was a red flag to me when that mm-hmm. her daughter said that, and then in her confessional, she's like, she's like, and of course they don't want to be alone. Which is why I'm glad I have John. And it's like, why are you thinking about being alone then if you're like Mm -hmm. happy and living with this guy and you talk about getting married and all of this stuff? Like, 
to me, it's not even so much that I have like specific concerns about John the way I do about Louis. It's more like it doesn't feel like Shannon really buys into it as much as maybe she no. lets on. And I mean, like when she's talking about like, I, I never, I never knew that I could, that it could beat this good, that I could like, what, like that I could get fucked this hard. Like it, it just feels like, it's like, what are, or what are you trying yeah. to sell us on right now? Cause I don't, it's not <clears throat> as convincing to me as I think she thinks it is. Well, and then with Gina at the reunion being like, I can't believe that you let him talk about me like that. Okay. Noah, call me crazy. Dylan, am I wrong? I didn't think it was that insane. He was just like, fuck Gina. <laughs> like, don't I be actually, friends with her. I, I was forgot, like, I don't get it. I forgot that happened until they were talking about it, the, about it at the reunion. And this was on the finale. It was like two episodes ago. <laughs> I I forgot that even happened. And then they sh- they were talking about it. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, he was aggressive toward Gina. And then they showed the clip. And it was like, oh, I mean. He was talking about Gina. He wasn't aggressive towards Gina. Right. And like, to say like, fuck her, we're done. Like, that's not like nice, but there's a difference between like, right. there's a difference between like not nice and like aggressive in a scary way. Right. And I mean, you know, as much as he was the, the devil, AKA Brooks, I mean, him and Vicky were in love and no one can tell me anything. They were in love. They fucked like he got her good. I don't get that impression from Shannon and Mr. John Jansen. I feel like she just like doesn't want to be alone. She doesn't want to be like the pathetic divorcee because I mean, David's out there living his whole separate life. Yeah. And it's so sad to me. Like, what is this issue? Like, why can't, why is, can't Shannon just get a break? I feel like, yeah, I think that it's kind of twofold with Shannon that it's in her in her real life off camera, she doesn't want to be alone, which is a very right. normal human thing. Totally. But then I also think she probably is extremely aware and focused on how things look to the public and how things look on the show and to the other women on the show. And that, you know, she went through this divorce and John is supposed to be her redemption. Like knight in shining armor. Like a handsome guy that like loves her. Yeah. And that it's like, no, that's how it's going to be. And, you know, all of a sudden, if she and John were to break up, which I'm not saying they're going to, but like imagining they did, then it's like, is, did Gina win? Like, is Gina doing better than I'm doing in her small, sad house? And are, is everybody going to think that David is doing better than I am with Leslie and the baby that they don't talk to. He doesn't talk to his kids. And is everybody going to think that I'm sad because I, whatever this didn't work out. And that kind of makes me sad for Shannon because like, I understand her not wanting to be alone, but I also, I hope she's not making life decisions based on like being scared of looking pathetic on TV. Yeah, because I think if, like, she came out of this relationship, they broke up, and she was like, listen, like, this is the truth, this is what happened, people would be rooting for her to find love again. Like, people People love, like, a comeback story. People were rooting for her after she finally divorced David. Mm -hmm. I think people, honestly, like, we saw them go through so much that I think once it finally ended and Shannon was able to accept, like, yeah, like, we're not gonna be together, people were, like, so in her corner and wanting her to do great. And I think with, uh, yeah, I think that the thing with her relationship now is that it's like, I want to be happy for her, but at the same time, I don't necessarily feel a hundred percent like she is as happy as she's telling us she is, but you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't even, I don't feel it. Like I don't feel the like love between them. Like I, when I watch them together, I'm like, these are just two people standing next to each other. Like, like I get way more like to me, Gina and Travis, I'm like, good for her. She seems yeah, she's happy. so happy. You can tell he fucking loves her and their kids seem great together. They seem mm-hmm. very happy with what they have and what they have going on. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like on these shows, it's like, you can usually, I mean, I don't want to say you can always tell exactly what's happening, but it's like, you can get a sense of it. And yeah, it's the same like with with Dr. Jen and Ryan, like whatever she's <laughs> telling us, unless I see otherwise, I'm not going to believe that things are like going great. 
No. When she said that we watched the show and we're really working on things now, I was like, they're not. And I mean, what are your feelings about Emily and Shane? I honestly, no complaints this season. I have done such a 180 on both of them. Because I really, post season 15, when there was so much discussion about what's going to happen with OC, I fully was including Emily in the list of people that I thought could be kicked off, never seen again, good riddance. Yeah. And this season, I enjoyed Emily so much. I think she really, not only did I like her more on a personal level, but I also think she played her role in the cast really well. And when they're like, is she a shit stirrer or a truth teller? I'm like, both and good job to her because that's exactly what we need. And I think with Shane, I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it just felt like he kind of, gave up on like being a dick <laughs> a little yeah, bit or like and it always felt like he was softened. kind of like being yeah softened and like in the past it felt like he was kind of being an asshole like for sport like just because just he thought be it was dick. fun yeah and I think this season it really felt like him and Emily were more on the same wavelength of like we now we can like poke fun at each other or like be dicks to each other but it's not in a way that it feels like oh my husband hates me it was like I got their rapport suddenly. Like I was like, yeah. oh, like this is like how they talk to each other. This is fun. It didn't feel like dark like it did before. And I just really fell in love with Emily. Like I liked her, I think her first season and then she got kind of weird for me. But this season I thought she did. She played her role, like you said, perfectly. And then also I just think she's so beautiful. Like yeah. I love. She looks great. She looks great. I love when they were. When they were talking about who had what work done at the reunion. Oh, my God. And Shannon's like, well, I, I got a facelift five weeks ago, and they've never cut so much fat out of a neck. And Emily's like, I just worked out. Which is, <laughs> it's funny, because, like, we know Emily has had work done as well. Like it's Right. Not, but, like, her reunion prep was like, yeah, like, I hit the gym. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she was like, all right. And then just, Shannon just overshares. And I think that that's just something I find so relatable about her is, like, she just really just goes there. Like, we didn't need to know that. I don't think she planned to say that, but there it was. We knew that the fat got sucked out. <laughs> it's like, okay. Before we wrap up, I want to get you on the record for season 17 of Orange County. Okay. Are you feeling a Tamara comeback? Are you yes. feeling anyone else coming back? What's your vibe? I want the same cast, even Dr. Jen. Okay. Um, And I want Tamara because Tamara... I just love her, my little Tammy Sue. I I am very interested to see how she does on Ultimate Girls Trip. I think that that will really cement my decision. Um, And I would love to see like more friends of. Like I want Mm. the group, Not I don't want like more people holding oranges, but I just want their circle to get just a little bit bigger because I feel like that is where things could really get good. Like if they brought more girls on girls trips or something, I don't know. Yeah, it felt this season it did feel very much. Last season was COVIDy, so I understood. But this season it did feel very much like at once Nicole Weiss, Nicole James, whatever, <laughs> left the equation. It was very much like these are the only six people that exist in in this, this world bubble. Mm-hmm. And I do agree that I think kind of expanding the circle and even like a couple seasons ago they were in kind of a fun place where it was like. Um, oh, like one of them went to lunch with uh, Alexis or like Megan, Megan King Edmonds came on for a second or like, you know, somebody would crop up here and it was kind of fun. Like I like having that kind of like, even if they're not friends, like off camera, just feeling like there's kind of like a a universe that they're existing within. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I would, I would enjoy having that back a little bit. I'm on the Alexis Bellino train right now. (gasps) I'm I'm angling for that what? in some way, shape, or form. Um, Heather, Heather, it was Heather's idea. She said it on Watch What Happens Live. Um, Alexis Bellino. Alexis, Heather, and Alexis are friends. Tamara That's and Alexis insane. get along now. I I'm into it. Maybe even just like as a friend of. I don't yeah, know. maybe like drop in with her for a minute. But yeah, I think I think in general there's like there's potential for OC still. I, I think so. I, I'm not like down in the dumps post post this season. No, I'm honestly, this is so weird to say. The only franchise I'm worried about is Salt Lake City. Yeah. That's it. And they just wrapped season three. And that's tough so. to say when you've got one person like potentially being indicted. 
So. Well, it's just hard to, at this point, it's hard to, with Jen's trial getting pushed back, it really is hard to like envision on the calendar how that's going to play out because yeah. they just finished filming season three. So unless they really, really turn the production schedule upside down, they're not going to be filming this summer when she goes to trial. Or right. if they, I mean, maybe they'll film a little bit of extra stuff, but it's like, they're not going to be in production. Yeah. So that's just, I just like, have a hard time. A hard with truth. Them. Like I just don't, there's no one really on the cast that I'm like, Oh my God, I love her. Like I really okay. root for her. I'm just like, uh, I really need to see the newbies for this season and what's going to oh, be up okay. with them. Cause there's a few women, you know, Angie Harrington, there's another Angie, there's somebody else. Like I need to see kind of like how they pan out because I do think, I mean, Jenny, who cares, but like losing Mary Cosby, it's going to be, they're going to need to kind of like find that energy somewhere else. And that's not necessarily an easy ask. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. We don't we'll know see. what we had when we got Mary Cosby. We really didn't know. We took I it know. for granted. I <laughs> uh, hate to see her go, but love to watch her walk away. Yeah. Like I was, I was ready to kind of get rid of her to be honest, <laughs> right. but I'm sad because she's so kooky. I know, but you know, lots to come and <sighs> you know, you'll have to come back on when when Salt Lake is back, because I'm sure we'll have thoughts. We'll have so many thoughts. I mean, we're getting so much Bravo this month. Beverly Hills, Dubai is oh, in a month. You know, much, much to watch. So so much. Our schedules are jam-packed. Jam, it's a full-time job. <laughs> so because then you got like Twitter, you got social media, you got this, like you got Watch What Happens Live. It's a lot, you guys. Well, I'm waiting for, I'm, I need some a Southern Charm premiere date. Mm-hmm. That's like my thing. I'm like, okay, I know when all the housewives are coming out, like where, where's Madison? I'm like, excited for that. I know. I'm really ready. Now that, I think now that Summer House is ending, I feel like Southern Charm should be coming right down the pipeline, right? Like we. Need, I would assume. Because now they kind of just like feed into one, feeds they, into like, the other. They like bleed into one another. Yeah. For better God. or for worse. I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel anymore. Uh, Craig blocked me. Paige unfollowed me. Okay. That's well, a lot going on. So the only place you can see him is on, on next season of Southern Charm. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, tell everyone where they can find you. Well, you guys can find me on Instagram at Bravo Historian. Um, you can listen to my podcast that comes out every Tuesday and Friday called Hot Up the Mess. And of course, I mean, like if you are unhinged like me and you are on Twitter, you can follow me at Take Your Soul Left. One, one of the more, uh, one of the less frustrating people on Twitter, I would say. Thank you. That's so kind. Twitter Just, is not a safe space. Not a safe space. And uh, <laughs> can't wait to see what Elon Musk does with uh, Bravo Twitter. I... <laughs> just yeah it's gonna be wild huh, well this has been so fun thank you everyone for listening don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen you can follow us on instagram at bravo by betches and until next time be cool don't be all like uncool mention it all is produced by sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by sean kilby social media by dylan hafer guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow at bravo by betches on instagram and twitter thank you to our sponsor splash refresher meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless splash refresher makes hydration deliciously easy splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness all with zero sugar and zero calories i am gonna go grab myself a wild berry splash now that i am done recording and you should too consider your hydrated self thriving find splash refresher today on amazon and instacart or at your local walmart sam's club or kroger Betches.